And on page 22 today, <clears throat> we've gone through <clears throat> basically an introduction, and, and it's been kind of an interesting one. We're talking about uh, this. There's a young man that Dr. Summerall met and led to the Lord, and this young man was delivered from the power of demons because he was a witch doctor. And so uh, these things are not uh, fictitious and they're not made up, but these people really do exist. Uh, you know, many times we, we can make some mistakes in the way we approach knowledge and, and uh, things like that. If it's something we don't understand, we'll either make fun of it and mock it and pretend it's not important or we'll get fearful of it. And, and want to stay away from it. And neither approach is the one God would, would have us to make. But God would have us to confront our lack of knowledge <clears throat> with his word and with understanding of these very, very important under, uh, ideas and phenomena of life so that we can have success in the spirit realm, in the realm of spiritual things. Spiritual success always leads to natural success, too. So it's not like you get the spiritual and your natural life is lacking. The spiritual commands the natural into manifestation. And so you get the higher realm of understanding. Spiritual understanding is always. That's why you see these people uh, go through great lengths to get some witchcraft knowledge power you know people who are mediums and psychics and all of that people are curious to understand these things they don't and and then we have the christians who get a little bit of knowledge and don't really study it out well enough to be able to do much with what we know we sometimes live off crumbs when god would have us eat the whole loaf and so we we really need to get it in our heads and our minds that this is our life uh, work is to study the supernatural, understand the workings of God in the supernatural realm, and understand our authority over uh, demonic forces and forces of darkness. And so, if you'll turn to page 22, this tells about the fact that this young boy was baptized to the devil. So, we know uh, that there are, are dedications of babies and children and, and unborn children. Uh, to God, that's very, very common. And so if God has a, a, um, a holy aspect of something, the devil, because there's power there, the devil will create a dark aspect of it so that he can mimic uh, the power of God in some way. And, it, you know, when, when we're told things, when we're given the word of God, that word is given to us because there's already a place for it in our hearts and in our minds. For instance, if we, uh, anybody who's sick, uh, desperate, knows to cry out to God. You understand? That's just something that's in us to do. Nobody has to tell you to do that. You just cry out uh, to God. And, so it, and it's because there's something in us that knows this already. There's something in us that knows that we need God. And so it's the same thing with the things of the devil's realm because he knows we're imprinted to know who to call in times of trouble. He will give a counterfeit of that kind of help because he knows it's normal for us to cry out in those times. 
And so many times he will put counterfeit answers before us. He will put uh, a heavy dependence on people so that we can we cry out and then people show up and we assume that's our help, you know. And so there are many, many things that the enemy will mimic and mirror that because and they're built on the word of God because he knows we're imprinted in our souls to to respond in a certain way. It makes it easy for us to be able to reach out. For instance, psychics want information and they want information of the spirit realm because there's something out there and we all know it. Some people think it's flying saucers and aliens, but that something out there is a spirit world. Where angels exist and fallen angels exist and the, and the power of God exists, you know, it's, it's out there somewhere, you know. And so people have different ways of describing their, their feeling or their sense that there's another realm to deal with out there. And so there are some people who believe it's flying saucers and they come from other planets. But then the, the psychics believe in a spirit world that there are spirits and they they there's good spirits and bad spirits see they have to have something that makes sense to them and that's how people get involved in uh, false religion they get involved in um, uh, being mediums and witches and warlocks and all that kind of stuff because they're seeking knowledge greater than what we are and greater than who we are Everybody knows that if you're going to serve God, that requires something on your part. And so uh, people don't want to necessarily go through God, but they want the information anyway. See, And so when they just want the information, they'll go through the dark channels to get it and pay a heavy price for, for what they get. And so we have to understand that this is, this is part of a normal human yearning. To know where we came from, who we are, what's out there, who created us, what created us, are there voices that we can hear, what are these voices about, who, who do they talk about, and so forth and so on. There's a curiosity. And so if, if we are crying out to the one true and living God, how many of you know God's sovereign? You call him, he'll show up first. He won't let the devil show up. You got me? He'll show up first. And so he will come to our aid and rescue. He'll reveal himself to us uh, if we are crying out for the living God. The Bible says if we hunger and thirst for righteousness and right living, we will be filled. Some people just want information. They don't want righteous information. They just want to know stuff, see. Many times they want to have power over other individuals and other over situations, some people want to prosper and they, they find to see if they can get into a, uh, a, a supernatural way of getting just money. They don't want holy money. They just want money. You got me? They don't want uh, or they want a husband or a wife. They don't want the best one. They just want anyone. So they'll put a spell on you and take your husband or, you know, take your whatever or your wife or whatever. And so uh, people sometimes don't care the source of their blessing or the source of their answer and so when that's apparent uh, uh, you know the enemy can get in there and start to pull in the dark realm and get people involved in this type of witchcraft and so that's the type of witch doctor this young man was he was a type that people went to 
to put spells on people, get what they want, and and that's how they roll. You know, we go to to the prophet and get a, a direction from the Lord or the a word of the Lord and get prayer, and and we serve God and worship Him and believe for that answer to come. But these people uh, want it quick, fast, and dirty, and and there is a system for that too. So there's two kingdoms out here: darkness and light. And we've got to make sure as children of the light that we stay in the light and have no communication with the works of darkness. Can't have any kind of uh, uh, entanglement with that. We've got to stay in the light. And so this young man was baptized to the devil. On page 22 it begins. And uh, Brother Summerall talks about Bible examples of devout mothers who dedicated their children to the Lord. Hannah was one. It says, even before the child leapt in her womb, Hannah dedicated Samuel to the service of God. Through the years, he says, I have known many mothers like Hannah as a pastor of churches in America and in the Orient and Latin America. I have often dedicated infant children of Christian parents to the Lord. And that, you know, that's common. We do that as well. But not until I met Arlindo Barbarossa de Oliveria had I known of a mother to baptize her unborn child to the devil. But this is precisely what happened in a mysterious spiritus ceremony. He was baptized to the devil while in his mother's womb. Now, we don't need to know the details of the ceremony, do we? Because we're not interested in the works of darkness. All right. Arlindo's mother was an ardent spiritist. She was so absorbed in the mysterious workings of demonology that she desired her unborn child to be reared in the ways of witchcraft. From birth, and if possible, to become the strongest witch doctor in the nation of Brazil. Now, just like you know, Christian mothers want their sons to grow up to be godly men and and really serve God, so forth and so on. This woman wanted the opposite. She wanted her because she believed in all the demonology and spiritism. She wanted her kid to grow up strong in that. See, it's what you associate with that puts a desire in your heart. It's really is what you associate with. And this is what this woman knew. And this is what she believed in. And this is what. And see, what that needs is somebody to go in and preach the gospel. Bring the light of Jesus Christ into these dark places. And that's part of what Dr. Summerall was able to do. He says here, a few days before her delivery, she went to a powerful witch doctor and requested that her unborn child be baptized to the devil. The witch doctor was willing to try. He went into a seance and performed various rituals, including making a cross of blood over the unborn child. He begged the spirits to possess the child and use him in their services after his birth. The success of this audacious venture with the devil was evidenced when Arlindo was only three years old. At this tender age, he went into a trance and revealed he had power to call up spirits. Could you imagine being a mother and your little little toddler sitting there and you got devils dancing around her? Huh? The entire spiritist community was surprised. The witch doctor under whom he worshipped became very disturbed to see the young child go into a trance. Therefore, he made a special prayer and offering to the devils, beseeching them to wait until the boy was at least seven years old before using him. You see, your words have power. Just like he called that up, he was able to reverse it 
So we do have authority. You understand? Whatever, whatever we decide, and, and never feel helpless, folks. Never feel like you can't do something. Or, or things won't change or things won't happen for you. If it happened uh, that faithfully on the dark side, think what will happen over in light where we have more going for us and more power. And our God is all powerful. Prescriptions by the devil. Evidently, the spirits agreed with the senior witch doctor for the child had no further manifestations until he came to his seventh birthday. When he was seven, he went into trances, talked with spirits, and practiced spirit healings at seven years old. Though he could not read or write at the time, he was able to write prescriptions which a pharmacist could read and fill. <laughs> that little kid would be worth a lot of money some in some places, trust me. Uh, he wrote demon-inspired prescriptions. For those who came to his mother's house. Soon he was recognized as a boy wonder among the Macumba worshippers. Arlindo says that it is amazing even to him even to him, how he became a full-fledged witch, witch doctor at seven. While all the other witch doctors of his acquaintance had to study under other witch doctors to learn witchcraft. And only gradually came to have power to summon up demons. Arlinda was different in that he was born a witch doctor, okay? And so he was, he was able, I guess, to skip the preliminaries of deciding and, you know, is, do I like this spell, do I don't like that, you know, that kind of stuff. He just went straight into it because his mother gave him over to that before he had an opportunity to say yes or no to it. Okay, uh, Macumba witchcraft. As I said, Macumba is the satanic dance brought over from Africa. Umbanda is the name of the religious sect. Arlindo is, to say the least, interesting to talk to. His experiences are unique and seemingly inexhaustible. He exudes warmth of personality, friendliness, and sincerity. When that big smile breaks across his face, one can see why he has won his way into the hearts of high governmental leaders. So, you know, the Bible says that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And so there's nothing offensive oftentimes about these people. In fact, they, they seem like nice people and they're very engaging. You know, I mean, I don't know too many of them who are just kind of turn you off kind of people. You know, even Madam Cleo had, you know, kind of like a. Oh, Madam Cleo, you know what I'm saying, a little, a little familiarity, you know, like your neighbor or something like that. There was nothing that would kind of put you uh, ill at ease sometimes because the enemy is subtle and he has to find his way into your trust and find his way into your heart in some way in order to gain your confidence so that he can work and work what he wants to work in your life. This man had, has had perhaps the strangest encounter with demons and the devil of anyone in this generation. For four decades, he trafficked with the devil in a dark area of thought and mysticism where few men have dared to enter. It was only God's miracle power that was able to rescue him. I once asked Arlindo if my questions were embarrassing to him. No, he replied, I'm so glad to be free of the devil's power that I will tell you all you want to know. I will answer any question you may wish to ask. 
Early in our conversation, I sought to pinpoint what I believe is the heart of witchcraft and devil worship. Arlindo, I asked, have you actually heard the voice of the devil? Without a moment's hesitation, he answered me. Yes, Brother Sumrall, many times I've heard the audible voice of the devil talking to me. Let me put it this way. If a person who came to me for help did not have a great need, I would get the answer from the devil by his audible speaking in my ear. Those around me could hear the voice but couldn't understand the words. So here you have a counterfeit of tongues and interpretation. Got me? Because for the person that's listening, if they don't have the gift to interpret or they haven't been given the interpretation, they don't understand. It's like a bunch of garble. Even though they can hear the devil talking to him, they couldn't tell you what he said because it wasn't to their understanding. But he had the understanding also, you see. So he's highly gifted in, in the communication realm in that he's able to hear, he's able to understand, and he's able to carry out the enemy's orders to, quote, unquote, help people. You know, <laughs> they have a great need, a small need, whatever. He gets answers that people want to hear. Oftentimes in these kind of situations, you'll see things like um, with the... Uh, um, uh, what's that Long Island medium lady? It's it's always an emotional level that people get helped on. It's never a spiritual level. Even though there's a spirit involved, it's there's no spiritual transformation like, like we get with the word. When you get the word of God, <clears throat> that word gets deposited on the inside of you if you receive it. And if you'll mix it with faith, then that word begins to operate in you. It begins to give you hope and encouragement. You kind of join with that word, and that word becomes a part of you. You begin to walk it out. You begin to see the fruit of it. You begin to obey that word. It it becomes incorporated into your spirit, your soul, your speaking, your vision. It, It will guide your life. And all of these kinds of things. But on on the level that they're dealing, they're grabbing information from the spirit realm, but it's only hitting people on an emotional level. Like, for instance, it's always somebody that's bereaved because somebody they love has passed away. You see that is a common, common situation. Uh, and, and many, many times they consider that to be the help that they give people when they talk about they want to help somebody they're always helping them emotionally and so they'll come with a message for that person and it hits that individual in an emotional way and that person gets some kind of emotional experience but they are not changed by those words those words do not penetrate their spirit and I thank God for that because they're not truth they're lies So our spirits are made to receive only words of truth. You got me? And God protects people from the onslaught of those lies by just keeping it on an emotional or fringe level so that those words don't really get embedded in them and they, they start to get obsessed with different things. Now that can happen. 
because people who go back repeatedly and repeatedly and start to form relationships and engage with these people can get to the point where they have to hear from these individuals before they can make a decision or they have to. They, I've got to consult my psychic before I can make a decision about this, that, or the other. Or <clears throat> you'll see, especially with the uh, psychic phone situations people making phone calls and getting phone bills two and three thousand dollars because you have to pay uh, by the minute on those calls that's my phone i didn't put it on vibrate and they have to pay by the minute on those calls and some people have been known to run up uh, uh, bills that are enormous simply because they have allowed that spiritual influence to make a connection with them where they want to hear from that spirit over and over and over again. So they get a dependence on it. They get a relationship. And that's really what the enemy wants. He wants a way into your life. But I'm telling you, it's not that easy. God does not make it that easy even for the sinner. Because many times these people are ignorant of what they're getting into. And God does afford you a degree of protection. But if you persist in going after and going after and pursuing and pursuing, then that that spirit will get a connection into your life where they can begin to start speaking to you, driving you, telling you what to do, and, and so forth and so on. And so it's good. And that's why God tells us not to get involved with these spiritual things. Now, uh, people who are, are psychics are sometimes shocked when Christians might tell them, well, did you know that what you're doing is forbidden by God? The Bible forbids us communicating with the dead. And so many times they'll be shocked to know that that's wrong because it's so common to them or so available to them or it's, it's a comforting thing to them or it's something they enjoy. They don't see any harm in it. And so we have to, as believers, understand that God has provided a safeguard against people being consumed in their lives by these spiritual forces. He forbids us to do certain things. But if these people cross the line and persist in pursuing uh, these spiritual avenues of information, uh, they will get the reward of what what they're they're, uh, pursuing. The other thing is that Oftentimes, uh, these spiritual forces are released in people's lives through mind-altering drugs. And so we, we, we know that. And we know that uh, oftentimes your mind gets opened up to uh, wrong influences through pharmacology and through uh, the use of drugs and, and that kind of thing. And so uh, many times people become addicted because they invite a spirit of addiction in with that medication. So if the medication were just there to do what it does, that would be one thing, but there are spirits that attach themselves to it that tell people, you must take me or you'll get sick. You have to take me and they'll give you a sample of what that sickness feels like. And they just torment people continually. And that's how people get addicted through suggestion, being told 
things in their minds by these different spiritual forces. And so we as believers, you have to be careful. You don't cross certain lines. You know, you don't uh, do these things when God tells you to stay away from them. You stay away from them and, and stay close to God. We're not curious about We know what this stuff does. We know it's of the devil. We know his mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. Why would we play around in his playground? And so we have to walk in a way that uh, allows us to stay shielded from this and stay in the protection of God and stay under God's care. All right. So on page 20, am I 28 already? Oh, okay. Uh, Here it says uh, the power of trance. He says, suppose the request on the part of a person in need is more involved than what? So here on the uh, lesser involved situations, uh, he says he could hear the audible voice of the devil. If it's more involved, he says, then I would go into a trance and get a reply. So there's deeper levels of information that you can get in the kingdom of darkness. You know, the cheap the cheap answers come real, real fast, you know, just with a voice. But then the deeper ones may take some effort on your part in in the uh, disconnecting your soul from the natural realm. And so when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we have a similar just similar is not the same at all. It's a similar mechanism because our spirits are filled with the Holy Spirit and we can pray in the Holy Ghost, build up our most holy faith, edify your spirit man, make him stronger, and then he can pull down answers from God. See, it's what your spirit man does. Amen. So the gifts of the spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. All of those gifts are available to us if we will yield ourselves in a greater way to the Holy Spirit. The way we do it is by praying in the Holy Ghost. That's why many times if, if you know, you hear prophets, sometimes they prophesy. You hear them in, in order to get the word of the Lord. You'll hear them pray in tongues for a bit. Sometimes they have to do it for a longer period of time. Sometimes they can just start receiving the word of the Lord. It just depends. Sometimes if you are praying for something or someone, you might find that you would pray in the Holy Ghost uh, a short period of time and you go on to your next prayer. And then sometimes you have to stop a little bit and work with that thing before God releases your, you get a release, what we call a release in your spirit. And that is a peace on the inside of you that you've worked through it and you've hit that answer in God. How many of you have prayed and, and felt like, boy, this is going to happen today? Amen. And it didn't happen today. But you got through to God in, on some level. Amen. And so these mechanisms are similar. You can see a similarity here. Because he can get an answer uh, on a, a superficial level. And then sometimes that answer is a little more challenging And he has to give himself more over to the realm of darkness in order to get the answer. Just like we have to give ourselves more over to the realm of light in order to get the answers that we get from God. Sometimes the atmosphere that's created causes God's power, his voice, his gifts to be more readily available. 
uh, sometimes if we're in a, a situation where we're, there's strong worship and the worship leader uh, is able to uh, cooperate with God to a high degree and say, for instance, God wants prophecy brought forth or something like that. And, and as God, as we give ourselves more over to God in the atmosphere, you might find it's easy for you to hear God's voice. He'll start to speak to you different things or he will give you a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom for somebody uh, who's close to you. Or he might be give you answers to things that you've been seeking answers for. So there are atmospheres that are created, spiritual atmospheres that make it conducive to us hearing the voice of God, getting wisdom, getting knowledge, getting answers, getting all those things. And so sometimes they're sovereign things of God where he just decides, I'm just going to come in and start doing this right now. And sometimes we need to worship for a while and pray and everybody, you know, yield themselves over all the more. So but there are, are definitely counterfeits to these mechanisms in the realm of darkness. And so this man said uh, a trance would last from 30 minutes to 72 hours. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes to 72 hours. Many things would take place in a trance. He says sometimes I would cut myself with a knife on my arms, face, and legs. Arlindo raised his sleeves and trouser legs and I saw dozens of scars where he had cut himself. When I would come to myself, he continued, my body would be bloody and wounded. Hmm. Now, the devil has a counterfeit, amen, of everything that God prescribed. God does not want blood. He said, sacrifice and offerings, I don't want. And so he did away with the old covenant sacrifices and offerings. One reason is because people didn't follow through on them. You understand what I'm saying? Why give people something to do they don't do? There were many things that were written in the law of God where, you know, people violated the laws. They were never penalized. And God did that to show man what how he felt about those activities. So if if the penalty for adultery was that the man and the woman would be taken out and stoned, it showed people how much God hated sin. This is when it says the law was our schoolmaster. The law was there to teach people God's holiness and man's sinfulness and that God had a remedy for it. Amen. Even though they didn't take the remedy many times. If your child cursed you in the nation of Israel, you could take him to the priest and have him stoned just for cursing you. There's no evidence in the Bible any parent turned their kid in like that. But it showed them how God felt about a kid that cursed their parent. You understand me? And so this is the schoolmaster aspect of the law of God. And God knew people weren't going to follow through on that. He knew they wouldn't, wouldn't give their whole tithe. You know, it's, you know, you had to bring a tenth of everything that you grew and a tenth of your animals and all that kind of stuff. You had to bring it to the priest and all that thing. Many times the priest would have nothing to offer God because people wouldn't come and give it. Just like it is with us now. <laughs> it's a new. 
you know, struggling, pulling teeth just to pay bills sometimes because people find other things to do with their money. I mean, some people are dedicated and don't deviate from it, but oftentimes people just, you know, do, we do what we, us do what us want to do. And so, but that's just the way human beings are. But God didn't want bloody sacrifices, but you see, the enemy wants it all the time. He's very bloodthirsty. The devil can't help himself. You understand what I'm saying? When he gets a chance to hurt, to kill, to steal, to destroy, he goes full blast because he he demands. He's very demanding on people and he's very demanding on their time. He's very he God will not demand anything from you. He will teach you and he will guide you and lead you. And his overwhelming love will compel you to do things. You understand what I'm saying? You just, he has such confidence in the power of love that he uses love above all things to compel us to action. Huh? You know, those of us who are married, were married, want to get married, whatever. You know, husbands and wives have little signals they do with each other, you know, and you know the signal and you just melt. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what God, (laughs) that's what God does with us. You know, he just sends us a signal. He don't have to beg you. He doesn't have to threaten you. He doesn't have to do anything negative or force us to do anything. But his overwhelming love toward us compels us. Huh? Sometimes you'll you'll be sitting up thinking something mean and and nasty about somebody and they'll take a watch off their arm and give it to you. And you think, man, I mean, talk about feeling like that. But then the other part is that, God, you really must love me as bad as my thoughts were at that moment. And you blessed me like this. You understand me? And so God knows how to win us over. He wins us over with his great love for us. And he doesn't need us doing a lot of sacrificial things. He says to obey is better than sacrifice. Because when we obey him, he can bless us. And that's what he's after. He's after blessing us. He's not after doing anything else but blessing us. So, okay, so back to Arlindo and his uh, uh, his trances that he would go into. He says uh, he raised his sleeves and he saw all of these uh, um, uh, scars where he had cut himself. He says, when I would come to myself, my body would be bloody and wounded. Dr. John Purdon of Dublin University in his research used an instrument to record variations of increase and decrease in pulse beats. He discovered that a person entering insanity had the same reactions as a medium going into a trance. So it's the same spiritual activity on a person's soul. Insanity and going into a trance are the same thing. Why? Because in insanity, you have no control over your thought life. And it's the same thing in a trance. In a trance, you have no control over your thought life. And so he says here, and he says, pulse variations in a manic are identical to a medium. So these mediums really are physiologically manic depressive people. You got me? So here we have insanity masquerading as intelligence helping people. 
And that's how many times people who get involved with psychics and get involved with mediums get obsessed with they have some mental aberration that they cannot overcome simply because they've, they've got a connection here. Their soul is tied in to somebody who shares a soul with a demon. And so you have to be careful about this kind of stuff for that reason. He said mediums give up all mental control in order to go into a trance. And insane people have, you know, they'll, they'll say things and can't control themselves. They can't stop talking or they can't stop thinking the way they do. Sometimes they'll go for days without sleep because they, they just have no control over their, their minds and, and what they are thinking and all that kind of stuff. Now, I worked in a mental hospital, and it was nothing to have people in a manic state just stay up for three days. You give them medication, they pop them pills, or, you know, you think they took them and they spit them out. You know, you stand there and talk to them an hour later, and that little blue pill is rolling around in their mouth still, you know. And so many times people, uh, and the devil does that because he likes to keep people under his grip. He doesn't like to give anybody back control once he's gotten control over them. And so these things are very serious, folks, for people who get involved in them. That's why we have prayers to pray psychics out of control and off television. And I know you do and I do, too. When you go by those little little houses with the neon light psychic advisor, you just put your hand up and say, Father, I curse that work in Jesus' name. You know, bind those spirits so they can't influence people. And so we have to do these things as believers. It's our job to carry out the written uh, judgments against the devil. You know, nobody else is going to do this but us. And so we can't wait on anybody else. It is our job. Amen? Amen. So why don't we take our our uh, quiz now. And uh, Miss Nola, come up and get them. And Siobhan, come up and pass them on that side. And we'll have everybody take their quiz. Praise the Lord. I forgot to put on 